In recognition of Sudden Infant Death Syndrome, or SIDS, Awareness Month, let's talk about safe sleep for newborns and how to keep them safe while they sleep. With us to discuss safe sleep practices for infants is Susan Brackbill, Program Manager, UPMC Nurse Family Partnership, and Cribs for Kids. This is Healthier You, the podcast from UPMC in central Pennsylvania. I'm Bill Klaproth. Susan, thank you so much for your time. It is great to talk with you. So first off, what does safe sleep mean? What is safe sleep? Safe sleep is, it implies exactly what it sounds like, safe sleep. You want your baby to be sleeping in the safest environment possible so you're eliminating all the extra factors that could make a sleep surface unsafe for your baby. So your baby should be alone on his or her back in a separate sleep surface like a crib or a pack and play. So you're saying no fuzzy, furry animals, no little play toys, no blankets. You're talking clean mattress, baby, and that's it. Exactly. You said it perfectly. You don't want to have all those things or risk factors for it to impact the baby's breathing that could cause the baby to suffocate. So the baby should be on her back in that crib alone with nothing else in it except for the crib sheet and a sleep sack. We're coming into the winter months, houses get cooler, that sort of thing. The baby is comfortable in one more layer than what you and I are comfortable in. Like, so a sleep sack for the baby's contained blanket. That way you're not having a loose blanket. That way nothing is loose in the crib. So you mentioned a sleep sack. What is that? And then what are the steps to safe sleep? Thank you for asking that. The steps to safe sleep are really, we use the acronym ABC, alone, back, crib. The sleep sack is a way to keep the baby, help them monitor or maintain their body temperature. You and I sleep with blankets and big fluffy comforters over top of us. That could suffocate a baby. So the sleep sack acts as that body-hugging blanket, if you will, that makes it safer for the baby. The baby's warm, and yet it's not loose that it would interfere with the baby's ability to breathe naturally. Okay, so the ABC, so alone, back, so baby should be on his or her back, and then crib, not in between mom and dad, not on a couch or something, is that right? Exactly, and I'm so glad you asked about a couch. Couches are very dangerous. Couches and recliners very dangerous places to fall asleep with your baby. So if you are feeding your baby and that nighttime feeding and you're really tired, don't sit on the couch or the recliner. Sit in your bed, feed your baby, remove all those, like the cushy comforter, the big fluffy pillows, remove all that stuff so that if you do fall asleep with your baby, the second you wake up, the baby is not around those big fluffy comforters and quilts and heavy pillows. The second you wake up, you place the baby back in that pack and play or bassinet or crib that's right beside your bed. So why is it important for all of us to know these steps? Well, they're important because, so years ago, I was put to sleep on my belly. I put my son to sleep on his belly because that's what we knew. Now we know there's a greater risk for death, if babies are sleeping on their bellies, they're actually more likely to suffocate or choke when they spit up on their bellies than they do on their backs. So on their backs is safer and 
alone is safer because then you're not interfering, like your arm or if mom's breastfeeding and you fall asleep and the breast interferes with the baby's ability to breathe or an arm or those pillows and big quilts are not interfering with that baby's breathing. That said, the baby should be in your bedroom so you can co-sleep. In other words, you room share would be a better way to say it. You room share, but not bed share. Room share, but not bed share. That's a great phrase that we all should remember. So you were mentioning the problem is, is these things interfere with the baby's breathing. Is that how babies die from unsafe sleep practices? There are, as you mentioned, the suffocation and the entrapment or the strangulation if something gets wrapped around the baby. And you don't think that's going to happen to you. And you think, oh, it's not possible that the baby would get wrapped around my bathrobe belt or whatever. But crazier things have happened. And we know this because all baby deaths are reviewed by a county-based death review team. And these deaths are 100% preventable. Babies still can die from causes that we don't know. And that's what sudden infant death syndrome is. So sudden infant death syndrome should not be interchanged with sleep-related deaths because sudden infant death syndrome, we don't always know the causes. But sleep-related deaths can be prevented by practicing the ABCs of safe sleep, if you will. Right, and that's what we want to promote. So podcasts like this are helping spread the word. How else can we promote safe sleep? Are there programs in place to support families with education and resources? There are. And here at UPMC Pinnacle, so the Crips for Kids program, that's a national evidence-based program based out of Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania, provides and partners with healthcare agencies across the country to provide the education and the tools to engage in safe sleep, such as giving a pack and play and a crib sheet and the education. Here at UPMC Pinnacle, we are one of the many partners in that Cribs for Kids national program. So here at UPMC Pinnacle, any place that delivers babies in our UPMC facilities can get you involved with this pack and play or the Cribs for Kids program that can get you a pack and play in the safe sleep education. All right, that makes a lot of sense. And then who do we promote safe sleep to? Who needs to know this? Everybody, because the bottom line is you might step out. Maybe you go to the store to go to the giant to get food or you're going on a date night and your grandmother is watching your baby or your aunt or the baby's aunt and other people's knowledge might not be what yours is because you've just had the education on safe sleep. And because people were raised in times of we slept our babies on their bellies and they were fine. That's not always the case. And so you want to tell everyone who might be involved with the care of your child. And so grandparents, aunts, uncles, your own children, tell them about it because they can also help call other people out or you if you forget. Daycare agencies, check your daycares. Just because it's a daycare agency does not mean they practice safe sleep. So you want to ask that question. Yeah, absolutely. So then how do I tell my extended family about safe sleep and its importance? So just basically tell them, you could even hand them the brochure that you are given 
when you're in the hospital and say, these are the ABCs of safe sleep. I am now the parent. This is my shot at raising a child, and I would like you to also help me raise my child in the safest way possible and to support me and my partner in this endeavor of safe sleeping our baby. This is such an important topic, and I love that we're talking about this. Susan, thank you so much for all of this great information today. This is really very helpful, and I know that we're going to save some lives because of it. Susan, thank you again. We appreciate it. You are welcome. This is Healthier You, the podcast from UPMC in central Pennsylvania. I'm Bill Klamparoth. Thanks for listening.